God bless you, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to today's Marksman Prophet. My name is Wilmar Navarro, and I am your host. Today's topic or question, how to love God with all your heart. How do you love God with all your heart, soul, mind, being, might? Let's start this today. Come on, join me on this journey. Today's bullseye scripture is Mark 12, 29-30. Jesus answered him, The first of all the commandment is here, O Israel. The Lord our God, the Lord is one. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. This is the first commandment. We see this here. I do have an example, biblically speaking, of an individual. His name was Josiah. He was a king who loved God with all his heart, mind, strength, and soul. So 2 Kings 23 and 25 says, Now before him there was no king like him who turned to the Lord with all his heart, with all his soul, and with all his might. According to all the law of Moses, nor after him did any rise like him. That is very powerful. We see here that there's a king who loved God with all his heart, with all his soul, with all his might. That shows his, his loyalty towards God, his, his dedication, his commitment towards God. You know, that's something that needs to be said. You know, and the Bible says there was no one like him who rose like him, like who loved God like that. So the human being is created and formed by God to be a tripartite, spirit, soul, and body. 1 Thessalonians 5 and 23. And may the God of peace himself sanctify you through and through, separate you from profane things, make you pure and wholly consecrated to God. And may your spirit, soul, and body be preserved, sound, and complete and found, blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah. We see the spirit, the soul, and the body here. The spirit is the seat of our conscience. Acts 2 and 36 and 37. So all the people of Israel should know this for certain. God has made Jesus to be Lord and Messiah. And he's the man you nailed to the cross. When the people heard this, they felt very, very sorry. They asked Peter and the other apostles, brothers, what should we do? Another version says they were cut at the heart. When they heard this, it, it brought a, a, a conscience to them. Like, oh my God, we did wrong. They, their hearts were cut with what had happened. The Bible talks about also, uh, the Lord just brought this to remember us, that, that, uh, that Mary, the, the, Jesus' mother, was going to be affected by him dying by the cross. And it was going to affect her in our heart. The Bible says that it was a prophetic word that that was going to happen to her. So I just thought about that, that the conscience part of it, right? Then Hebrews 10.22 says, Let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed, with pure water. That's one way we can love the Lord with all our heart, mind, strength, and soul. The mind is the center of our thoughts. Matthew 16, 21 and 23, Jesus predicts his death and resurrection. From that time, Jesus began to show his, to his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised from the third day. Then Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him saying, far be it from you, Lord, this shall not happen to you. But he turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan, for you're an offense to me and for you're not mindful of the things of God, but the things of men. So that was at the center of Peter's mind, the things of concerning men, not the purpose of God. Be careful getting in the way of God. See, God wants to do things for you, but you got to get out the way so he can make the way. 
Let me repeat that again. You got to get out the way so God can make the way for you. So in this story, we see here, this is powerful because Peter had just said that he was the Messiah, that he was the Christ, that he was the son of God. And, and, and Jesus said, flesh and blood did not bereave this to you, but my father who is in heaven. But then here it goes, Peter trying to stop Jesus from going to the cross. And he said, this is not going to happen to you. I'm not going to allow that because his flesh was taking over. His spirit was not flowing in that moment. So be careful getting in the way of the spirit, what the spirit of God is doing in this hour. Get away. The Bible says the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Let the spirit be willing. Let the spirit move through you so you don't get in the way of, 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 of what the, the presence that God is doing in this hour. Let the spirit of God move through you so you don't use your flesh to get in the, in, in the way of the purpose that's being done in the spirit. Amen. Bible says as much as by the spirit of God, those are the sons of God. Oh, my God. The Lord is moving me here. I was going to go somewhere with this, but the Spirit of God is leading me here. The Spirit of God moved them. The Bible says that the Spirit of God has His way, His being, is moving within us. He leads us. He puts the will and to act according to His good purpose. So the Spirit of God is going to lead you to do some things that you got to get out of the flesh. You got to get out of your emotions. You got to get out of your mind. You got to get out of the, your poverty mindset. You got to get out of the way of thinking that this is not going to happen. I don't have the resources. I don't have the funds. God said it. God will do it. He's not a man to lie to you, son of man to repent. You have to trust him in what he said he's going to do for you because he is God and he's the way maker. He's the God of gold and silver. The cattle on a thousand hill belong to him. The earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof and those that dwell therein. He is your provider. You should not be in want. He is the good shepherd. He provides every one of your needs. My God will supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory. I'm speaking to somebody today. You need to understand that God is making a way for you, but you got to get out of the way. You can't let your flesh get, get in the way. You got to let the spirit of God rise within you. You got to decree. You got to declare. You got to proclaim. You got to prophesy. You got to decree and declare and, and, and wage the good word for the prophetic word spoken in your life that you're going to have that house, that you're going to have that car, that you're going to have those things that God has said for you, that you're going to have that spouse. You're going to have those promises of God. You're going to see that wedding. You're going to see it, but you have to believe it. I'm speaking to somebody today. Don't give up. Do not grow weary in well-doing because in due season you shall reap if you do not faint. Ooh, Spirit of the Lord. Hallelujah. The body is the seat of our senses with their desires. Romans 7, 22 and 24. For I delight in the law of God according to the inward man, but I see another law in my members, warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members, or wretched man that I am, who would deliver me from this body of death. This is Romans 7, 22 and 24. He was battling. His desires were being stronger than his mind, his conscience. So his desires were stronger. His appetite was stronger. So you got to control your appetite. The Bible says that that, that uh, Paul would beat his body to subjection. So you got you to gotta control your appetites in this hour. Because you got you to gotta control your appetites because your appetites can get you in danger. Your, your appetites can get you in trouble. So if you have an appetite for certain things and God might be telling you, don't, don't, don't partake of it. Don't go, don't do that. Don't do that. And you want to keep doing that. It's going to get you into trouble. Listen to the warning of the Lord. An attitude of mental faith. Hebrews 11, 6 says, but without faith, it is impossible to please God. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. You must believe that he's a rewarder as you seek him. You have to have the faith to believe. You have to have a, an attitude of a mental faith to believe that God's going to do some certain things in your life. Without discouragement, despite the difficulties, you're going to serve God with that mental faith, right? Without discouragement, despite the difficulties. Romans 4, 18 and 22. Who contrary to hope, in hope believed, so that he became the father of many nations according to what was spoken. 
so shall your descendants be, and not being weak in faith, but he did not consider his own body already dead, since he was about to a uh, hundred years old, and the deadness of Sarah's womb. He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God, and being fully convinced that what he had promised, come on, he was able to perform, and therefore it was accounted to him for righteousness. See, he believed. He had a mental faith. He had a faith to believe and to know that God was going to do it. He had to have hope on top of hope. See, some people have faith, but some people lack hope. The Bible said, don't let hope be deferred. You know, so, so when you have to have hope, he had to get hope where there was no hope because waiting. So one thing is having a faith and believing and knowing it's going to happen, but another thing is the waiting, the timing of it. You know it's going to happen. God said it. You know it deep within your spirit. When somebody prophesied over you, when somebody spoke to you, when God spoke to you privately, when God told you to write down the vision, when God spoke to you through a vision and a dream, God spoke to you. You know it's going to happen, but you got to have the faith to believe. You got to have the assurance to believe that God's going to do it. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. We have to have trust in God. 2 Timothy 1 and 12. That is why I'm suffering here in prison, but I'm not ashamed of it. For I know the one in whom I trust. And I'm sure that he is able to guard what I have entrusted to him. Until the day of his return. You see that? He was in prison. He was in a place of suffering. But he had a different perspective. He knew the purpose in where he was at. Some of you are going through some stuff. You got to understand the purpose in where you are at. And the suffering that you're going through. The suffering that you're going through is nothing compared to the glory of God. That's going to be manifested in your life. All things work together for our good. Romans 8, 28 and 32. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God and to those who are called according to his purpose. For whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he predestined, these he also called, and whom he called, these he also justified, and whom he justified, these he also glorified. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us. He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? He works all things together for the good. A clear conscience, a pure conscience without blemish. 2 Corinthians 7 and 1, Therefore having these promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. Not practicing the sin, even though there might be temptation. Daniel 1 and 8, But Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's delicacies, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore, he requested of the chief of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. David, sorry, this is not this is not David. D David, David ended up sinning, but Daniel, Daniel purposed in his heart. The Bible says in, in the book of um, Psalms 119, it says, how does a young man keep himself pure? By keeping and obeying his law. So the, the meditation of it, right? Deuteronomy 30 verse uh, 14 says, the word of God is very near your heart and in your mouth so you may do what you may obey. Daniel purposed in his heart 
That he would not be partaking of the appetites of, of, of other people or partaking of wine and what they were eating and everything. Daniel knew that he had a purpose. He knew what God had called him to. So he had to be separate. He had to be holy. He had to walk in a way that other people could not walk. Some, some of you people, some of you that are listening to me, the Lord wants me to tell you, the Lord is having you in purpose in your heart to not defile yourself with certain delicacies, with certain things in this hour and season because he's doing something within you and, and he's preparing you where he's taking you in this time and this season. Prepare yourself because God's preparing your mind, your soul, your spirit, and even your physical body. God is preparing your appetite. So you're not drawn by, I said it to you, you're not drawn by your appetite. Daniel purposed in his heart that he will not defile himself with the portion of the delicacies of the king. We see this, this is so powerful because when you read the context of it, the Bible says that his, 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 his skin was shining. The Bible says that he had wisdom and understanding and a knowledge to be able to interpret dreams and visions because he went through this fasting and this consecration with for God. And the Bible says that when he went through that and the king saw, they, they saw what he went through, they, they asked the people who were defiling themselves with the delicacies to start fasting like Daniel did. Come on. Your fasting, your deliverance, and what you're going through is going to deliver other people. It's going to cause other people to go into a fasting and a deliverance. I'm preaching to somebody today. Without a conscience of past sins that are already forgiven. Hebrews 9, 13, and 14. For if the blood of bulls and goats and the ashes of a heifer sprinkling the unclean sanctifies for the purifying of the flesh, how much more shall the blood of Christ, whom through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, Cleanse your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. I want to prophesy over somebody today. God has cleansed your mind. Your mind is clean. Your heart is clean. Your, the Lord is speaking over this to you. God, has, he, listen, he became the final atonement. He became the, the propitiation for your sins. He took the place of the animals that were sacrificed. One time, Jesus Christ was sacrificed. So therefore, we don't need no more sacrifices. The sacrifice was made through Jesus Christ. So therefore, I want to speak this over you. The Lord cleanses your mind from, 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 from an evil conscience. The Lord cleanses your mind and purifies your mind stop beating yourself up you are forgiven break every shame i break off all shame all condemnation all guilt all frustration i break off all the lies of the enemy i break off the spirit of condemnation off your mind in the name of jesus romans 8 and 1 says therefore come on therefore hallelujah there is no condemnation to those who are in christ jesus who don't walk according to the flesh but according to the spirit you are cleansed jesus said you are cleansed and you are cleansed by the word i've spoken to you in john chapter 15 so the Lord says you are clean hallelujah he for, come on he departs your sin as far as the east is to the west and throws it to a sea forgiveness where he chooses to remember no more and he throws it to a come on he throws it to a sea where he chooses to remember no more he's forgiving you you are forgiven stop looking stop going back in the deep waters to get your sin he already forgave you of that past sin but daily go into, daily walk with him in a place of repentance, right? Your heart being right before him, your mind and everything. But the past since he's already forgiven you, forgive yourself. Stop beating yourself up for the mistakes you made, the traumas you went through. Some of these things you were a victim of. You, you, you were, you, it wasn't your fault. It was a trap of the enemy to start to stop you from destiny and purpose. But I want to speak this over you. There's going to be a healing anointing that's going to come upon you. That's going to heal your trauma. That's going to heal that, that part that you, you keep locked up. That part that you keep avoiding. That part that you keep avoiding for, for people to come and see and to deal with. And God wants to deal with it in this hour. I want to speak a healing bomb of Gilead. Is there a bomb in Gilead? Yes, there is. And the Lord is releasing his healing power. According to Isaiah 53 and 5, you are healed by his stripes. And he's sending his word to heal his 
word to heal and deliver you from destruction in this hour. According to 1 Peter 2 and 24, you were healed by his stripes. And, 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 and Isaiah 53, 5, you are healed. Come on, people of God. Thank you, Jesus. Without the conscience rebuking us. 2 Corinthians 1 and 12. For our boasting is this, the testimony of our conscience that we conducted ourselves in the world in simplicity and godly sincerity, not with fleshly wisdom, but by the grace of God and more abundantly toward you, a feeling of peace and joy. Romans 12 and 18, if it is possible, as much as depends on you, live peaceably with all men. So this is, this is the way we love God with a feeling of peace and joy, I have three points here. First one, even though we might be suffering, Hebrews 12, 1 and 2, the race of faith. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us. And let us run with race, with endurance, the race that is set before us. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross, uh, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. He sat down at the right hand of the throne of God as he went through a time of suffering. Some of you are suffering but God, you don't understand this suffering is going to produce a joy this suffering is for a greater purpose uh, this suffering is to produce a greater level of glory and anointing upon your life uh, it's going to unlock secrets it's going to unlock uh, inventions ideas witty ideas solutions in this hour your suffering is not in vain uh, and God is with you come on the Bible says that he will never leave you nor forsake you so I want to tell you Jesus endured the cross so you can endure your process you can endure what you're going through in this hour because he is the author and the finisher of your faith he did it so you can do it too it says with joy he did it second and here in hebrews 12 verse 2 looking unto jesus the author and finisher of our faith looking to the example which is jesus the author and finisher of our faith who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross there's see the, the joy that you're going to have in the time of su the suffering is because there's something up ahead. There's something up ahead that's going to bring you joy. The Bible says you're sown in tears, but you're going to reap in joy. Mm -hmm. I'm speaking to somebody today. Even though we might have weaknesses, Nehemiah 8 and 10, it says, Nehemiah said, go and enjoy the good food and sweet drinks. Give some food and drinks to those who didn't prepare any food. Today is a special day to our Lord. Do not be sad because the joy of the Lord will make you strong. The joy of the Lord is your strength. So, so even though they might have gone sad, they were going through a time of weakness, the joy of the Lord was your strength. The joy of the Lord is your strength. I want to keep speaking that over you. The joy of the Lord is your strength. In His presence is fullness of joy. Come on. He will give you joy and fullness. Come on. He will give you joy and fullness. You got to go into his presence and praise him as you start to praise him and start to thank him. Joy is going to hit you. Remember the joy of your salvation. Remember why you were saved in the first place. Because you set your mind in him. He keeps you in peace. Isaiah 26 verse 3. You will keep him in perfect peace. Whose mind is stayed on you. Because he trusts in you. Some of you don't have peace. Because first and foremost... You don't have peace with others and you're not at peace with God. In the book of Job chapter 22, it talks about be at peace with God, be in accord with God and enter in a place of peace. And the Bible says you will decree a thing and it will be established. And in that same chapter, it says God will release blessings and everything, but you got to be at peace 
with God. Some of you are not at peace because you keep fighting with God. You keep fighting with his purpose. Stop fighting with him. Surrender to him and be at peace with God. Be at peace, with, if possible, with your neighbor. Stop being in contention. Stop being in anger. Stop being in offense. Be at peace in this hour. Amen? A decision of serving. Do you have a decision of serving God? Even though we might have ad, 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 adversities, right? We're going to serve him. Here we go. Scripture. 2 Timothy 2, 6 and 10. The hardworking farmer must be first put uh, partake at, of the crops. Consider what I say. And may the Lord give you understanding in all things. Remember that Jesus Christ of the seed of David was raised from the dead according to my gospel. For which I suffered trouble as an evildoer, even to the point of chains. But the word of God is not chained. Listen to that. The word of God is not chained. See, the word of God is not bound. People have shed their blood. I'm going to continue reading the scripture in a moment. People have shed their blood for the gospel. The word of God, heaven and earth shall pass, but his word shall not pass. His word is going to remain forever. Come on. Verse 10. Therefore, I endure all things for the sake of the elect. That they may also obtain the salvation, which is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. We see he went through some suffering there. Even though we might be going through trials, 1 Corinthians 10 and 13, we're going to serve God. Even though we might go through, through, through trials, the only temptations that you have are the same temptations that all people have. But you can trust God. He will not let you be tempted more than you can bear. But when you are tempted, God will also give you a way to escape that temptation or that trial then you'll be able to endure it. The Bible says, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. Serving the Lord with gladness. Psalms 100, verse 2 and 3. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God and is he who made us. And not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. You're the sheep of his pasture. Do you serve God with gladness? When I read that scripture a couple of months back, I just felt the conviction of the Lord being honest and vulnerable here. Because sometimes we serve God when times are good, but we don't serve him with gladness even when we're going through trials and tribulations and situations and we're going through a process. We don't understand what's going on. We're like, God, why am I going through this? Why do I have to go through this? And it's and it's, you, don't, you don't know that he's producing glory within you, an anointing, a power, a wisdom, a, a lesson, a preaching, a message. And in your mess, he's producing a messenger. You know, he's producing the message that you're going to carry, prophet. And, and you got to serve the Lord with gladness, you know. I, you know, ever think about growing up and like your mom tells you to go and throw the trash and you're like, mom, I'll do it. But you end up doing it, but you, do, you don't do it with the right attitude. Are you serving God like that with the wrong attitude? Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. That means a praise, a worship that you're doing, like you're serving him and you're doing things for him, but you're praising, you're worshiping him. You're not murmuring. You're not complaining. You're trusting him. Know that the Lord, he is God and is he who made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Here we are. I'm almost done here with this podcast today. This is this is really good. Do you have a determination of being faithful to God? Even though you might be going through calamities. Job 1, 13 and 22. Job loses his property and children. 
Now there was a day when his sons and daughters were eating and drinking when in the oldest brother's house. And a messenger came to Job and said, The oxen were plowing and the donkeys feeding beside them when the Sabians raided them and took them away. Indeed, they have killed the servants with the edge of the sword, and I alone have escaped to tell you. While he was still speaking, another also came and said, The fire God fell from heaven and burned up the sheep and the servants and consumed them, and I alone have escaped to tell you. While he was still speaking, another also came and said, The Chaldeans formed three bands, raided the camels and took them away, and yes, and killed the servants with the edge of the sword, and I alone have escaped to tell you. While he was still speaking, another also came and said, Your sons and your daughters were eating and drinking wine in their oldest brother's house and suddenly a great wind came from across the wilderness and struck the four corners of the house and it fell on the young people and they were dead and I alone have escaped to tell you then Job arose tore his robe and shaved his head and he fell to the ground in worship and he said naked I came from my mother's womb and naked I shall return the Lord giveth or the Lord gave and the Lord has taken away blessed be the name of the Lord. In all this, Job did not sin nor charge God with wrong. Imagine receiving news after news, bad news. You keep losing, going through this struggle and you have a loss, a family member, uh, you, finances are not right, uh, relationships are not right. And you keep going after this, after this. But Job chose to praise God. Job chose to recognize that God deserves all the glory because everything he received was because of God. Do you understand that? The Bible says, in all things, give thanks, for that is the will of God concerning your life. Do you give God thanks in all things, even when you're going through situations you may not understand? The Bible says, though he slay me, yet will I praise him. I'm speaking to somebody today. You might be going through some losses, but understand this. Job's story did not end like that. Even though he went through sicknesses, he went through um, sores in his body that the, the dogs were licking, and he lost a lot of things. And his friends came against him. At the end, the Bible says, because Job prayed for his friends. In Job 42, verse 10, God restored back to him double. And not only that, but God defended Job and corrected his friends. And the Bible says in Job 42, that as the scripture says, that nobody could thwart the plans of God, the purposes of God. And, and Job actually was a prophet. Job walked with God. And Job heard the voice of God, but yet he thought he knew him. The Bible says, I heard of you by the hearing of my ears, but now my eyes see you. He started to see the God who restores. And many of you are entering. I want to prophesy over many of you who are listening to me. Many of you are entering to a season of restoration where the Lord's going to restore the years that the canker worm, the pommel worm, the locust worm, and the caterpillar have taken from you. The Lord's going to cause your vats to overflow. God's going to cause blessings to be released upon you, favor to be released upon your life. This is a season of restoration. And I'm touching and agreeing with you, even with your faith, this season of restoration of all things, just like David had to go and recover all things. So this is a season you're entering in of restoration of all things. God is going to restore many things to you. God's going to restore your faith, your passion, your zeal, your hunger for the presence of God and the spirit of God and intercession and prayer and fasting and praising and worshiping. But the Lord's also going to restore in this time and this season wealth, um, some settlements. God's going to restore some things that you felt that were stolen, that they feel they've been delayed. God's going to release them in this time and this season. It's going to be a celebration over your life. I speak this over your life in Jesus' mighty name. Even though you might have an infirmity, you're going to serve God. Isaiah 38, 1 and 5. Hezekiah's life extended. 
In those days, Hezekiah was sick and near death, and Isaiah the prophet, the son of Amos, went to him and said to him, Thus says the Lord, Set your house in order, for you shall die and not live. Then Hezekiah turned his face toward the wall and prayed to the Lord and said, Remember now, O Lord, I pray, how I have walked before you in truth and with a loyal heart and have done what is good in your sight. And Hezekiah wept bitterly. And the word of the Lord came to Isaiah saying, Go and tell Hezekiah, Thus says the Lord, the God of David, your father, I have heard your prayer. I have seen your tears. And surely I will add to your days 15 years. I want to just take a moment and say this. Stop bringing your message to the Lord many times. Bring to the Lord the good things you've done. Have you loved and served his people? The Bible says in Hebrews 6 and 10, that God is not unjust to forget the good works you have done loving and serving his people. God does not forget the things you have done serving and loving his people. It says he had a loyal heart. He had a committed heart. He was faithful to God. He, he, was, he was doing what's good in it. And God said, he said, remember, I, he's like, Lord, I messed up. You know, I made some mistakes, Lord. But remember the good that i done. Remember that I walked before you in truth. Remember this. And God said, I'm going to give him life. I'm going to give him, I'm going to redeem the time. I'm going to give him an extension of life. And some of you that need an extension of life, an extension in your walk. You need to be restored in your prayer walk. You need to be restored in your call of God. And I want to speak this over you, restoration over you. I want to speak health to you. I want to speak health to your life in the name of Jesus. Because the Lord remembers the good you have done. The Lord remembers the good you have done. I want to encourage you, get up. The righteous man falls seven times, but he gets back up. You get back up. Mighty man. God and mighty woman of God, get back up and fight the good fight of faith in this hour. Hallelujah. The last verse for today. You're going to serve God with faithfulness. A determination to serve God with faithfulness. Despite the circumstances, you will praise the Lord. Habakkuk 3, 17 and 18. A hymn of faith. Though the fig tree may not blossom, nor fruit be on the vines. Though the labor of the olive may fail and the fields yield no food. Though the flock may be cut from the old fold and there be no herd in the stalls. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. Habakkuk was saying, God, if you don't even provide, if, you, if there's no even provision, if everything dries up, I'm still going to praise you. I'm still going to worship you because I don't serve you for the fishes and the bread, the loaves of bread. I serve you because I love you, because I'm committed to you. Do you love God today? I'm going to end this today with a question. Do you love God with all your heart, mind, and strength, and soul? Thank you for tuning in today's Marksman Prophet. God bless you. Until next time.